Hey, it's Finn, and if you've been listening to 680 for long, you know that I'm a big fan of Audi Atlanta. That's where I got my Audi Q8 e-tron, which I absolutely love. And it's the only dealership I would recommend to my friends and my family. And here's why. For one, Audi Atlanta has a great selection of luxury vehicles. They helped me find the exact SUV I was looking for, and the purchase was super easy. A fully transparent experience catered to me. The same experience they provide all their customers And here's one more reason that makes Audi Atlanta so special. During the month of April, Audi Atlanta will make a donation to Enduring Hearts for every vehicle sold. Thanks to the efforts of Enduring Hearts, children with heart transplants are living longer and healthier lives. Get the Audi you've always wanted while supporting a great cause. To learn more about Enduring Hearts and to view our current specials, visit AudiAtlanta.com. To start or complete your entire purchase online or shop Audi Atlanta in person like I did on Peachtree Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Together, we have the power to make positive changes that could last a lifetime. This is the Ben Burnett Show, the only show in America that features a one-term has-been retired politician that nobody knows on Extra 106.3. Welcome into the Ben Burnett Show. Grateful for absolutely everybody. There's just no shortage of things that are going on in this country. And honestly, like, as much as I'm glad to see some of them, like Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell stepping down from the from the top post in the Republican Party and the Republican Conference. He's going to give way. Likely suitors for that job are John Thune of South Dakota, John Corn, a guy I like, of Texas, and John Barrasso of Wyoming. I don't even know who John Barrasso is. I pay more attention than probably almost all of you. The Republicans are getting ready for it to be Donald Trump's party once again. I'd argue, you know, he may have taken a year off. It's been Donald Trump's party for the better part of a decade. I think two things are going on. One, I don't think Mitch McConnell, I don't think there's any love lost between Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump. And to be honest with you, those dudes are both old. They're old. Like, you can, you guys can run to the MAGA corner, get your flags out for election season, Donald Trump is not going to be the same guy four years from now, and Mitch McConnell for sure isn't the same guy he was four years ago. I give Mitch McConnell a lot more credit than most people in political circles, especially on the conservative side. I think he has an incredibly difficult job. I think he always has. I think that corralling Republicans, there's more factions in the Republican Party than there are the Democrats. That's not to say that there aren't plenty of factions within the Democratic Party, It's just the Republicans have all sorts of agendas. And most of the time, they like to throw rocks. They're excellent at being in the minority. They're excellent at being obstructionist. They struggle with ideas. I say that I'm proud to be one. But when you listen to people like Brian Kemp over and over and over talk about, you have to tell people what you've done for them, and you've got to tell them what you are in favor of and what you are going to do for them. I think Mitch McConnell is a guy who has always been able to answer all three of those questions. Mitch McConnell, if you don't like him because he's a big government Republican who likes to spend money and will willingly use the appropriations process to fund the people or really the places that he cares about, he's that guy. He'll print trillions of dollars. He'll be fine with it. He'll sign off on it. And McConnell, on the other hand, is also a social conservative. I don't think Donald Trump is a social conservative. I think Donald Trump is a populist. I think Mitch McConnell is a different version of the Republican Party than we are seeing. But look, I talked to one of my really good friends, a guy I think a lot of, who used to be the chief of staff for Jeff Duncan when Jeff Duncan was the lieutenant governor of the state of Georgia. His name is Chip Lake. And he said, the Republican Party, there is no RNC anymore. 
It is entirely regionally based. And you can see it in no further places than this past week. You look at things like people in Georgia would look at the people in Alabama on on the Republican Party on both in both states and look at them and think, what is wrong with these people in Alabama who are considering an embryo a life? Like that is something that I don't think, I hope that the state of Georgia would never do. Because now Alabama, in their radical pro-life stance, has decided that nearly everything is life and that in vitro fertilization is no longer going to be a viable pathway to have a family. That's an instance where the Republican Party has gone entirely too far. Everybody that I am listening to, this is not, one, this is not the abortion conversation. Every single person in this listening audience knows somebody who has a child through that process, literally all of you, all of you, there are no exceptions. There are no exclusions. And I am radically, I am very pro-life. I think the heartbeat bill is probably the first really high profile thing that the state of Georgia did is a preemption bill should Roe versus Wade get overturned. But look where it's taken us. Look at where it has taken the people in this party. And you are insane as a conservative Republican. If you think the Democrats all around the country aren't going to point at Alabama and be like, look at these idiots. They think that something that is growing in a Petri dish is a life. I think something growing in a Petri dish ultimately has the opportunity to be a life, but you can't have a baby without a uterus. It's that simple. In this country, there are laws that govern when something is life. And right now that is done state by state, but that is not the answer. It is incredibly frustrating to take people like me who literally want to see positive things happen and you take them right off the table. Brian Kemp is an extraordinarily conservative governor. He passed the heartbeat bill. Hell, he asked for the state of Georgia to pass the heartbeat bill. That means at six weeks, if there's a heartbeat or a pulse on an ultrasound and you can find it, then that is considered a life. That made, if you asked me if the Republicans are wrong for saying that it's six weeks, I honestly probably think it's a little bit later. And it's not that I don't personally believe it. I'm just like, six weeks isn't viable. But when you look at things that exist through science outside the womb so that moms and dads-to-be can have children in a family, it has gone too far. I hope Governor Kay Ivey in Alabama looks at her legislature and says, quit sending me this garbage. And it says even more about the Alabama Supreme Court to uphold that. Like, who are they putting on the bench? Your judicial departments, your Department of Justice, your DA's offices, all those things, and your court system, those are supposed to be nonpartisan. We know that's not necessarily true. But we also know that we are picking a lot of fights through the courts that we don't necessarily want to have in the long term for the viability of the party. I am incredibly concerned for what the state of Georgia, the state of Alabama, and the things that we're putting out there right now are going to ultimately lead us to be because I don't think there are a lot of good answers. When you look at what you were in favor of, if you ask me my honest opinion on life, and hear me when I say this, if a fetus in a womb is a life at six weeks in Georgia, then it is in Maine than it is in California. That's not a state's rights issue. That's where the Congress honestly needs to look in and step. And look, I don't care how you feel. I don't care if you're a womb-to-tomb conservative. I don't care if you're an abortion-on-demand Democrat. That's the right answer. 
If you ask me my honest opinion nationwide, honestly, globally, you look at plenty of the Scandinavian countries with their stance on abortion, it's 12 weeks, 15 weeks, and these are places that are significantly left of the United States. But there's only one problem with the fact that we continue to have these crazy conversations. Congress doesn't want to do anything. They sow division. I say this all the time. You see it no further than with respect to the border. Even the Democrats know that sealing off the border and controlling the pathway into this country makes sense. But they don't want to do it because they would rather sit there and grow the numbers of their congressional districts, have a bigger say in the maps during the census cycles, and they are cutting off their nose despite their face. My only fear is that ultimately by the time we get there, it may be too late. I've tied a lot of things together. I was in Alabama earlier this week. I went to Sanford University. It's in Homewood. It's also the home of the Alabama Fertility Clinic. It's one of the biggest fertility clinics in the entire country. It sits right there on Highway 31. It's in a super nice part of town. There's nothing shady about it. It literally exists so that moms and dads-to-be can have families. And they are doing absolutely nothing right now. Yeah, I listened to a radio show in Alabama earlier this week, and Stephen Pearl, the son of Bruce Pearl, was on. And Stephen, I'm 41. Stephen's probably in his early 30s. And he was on with the next round, which are guys I really think a lot of, if you like SEC football, they they cover Alabama and Auburn a lot. But they are probably my favorite show. They're probably my most objective favorite people to listen to. I still I still listen to them. I think they do a good job. But Steven was on, and he's talking about the issues that he has with fertility. And after they got to all the aforementioned Auburn basketball stuff, he asked him if he could say a couple of things. And he, he talked about the struggles that his family had had with fertility and having children and what that was ultimately doing to his wife. It made my heart sink. I remember the family planning process. I've got three kids. My youngest one is eight now, so I feel like I'm a little bit distantly removed from it, but you could hear it in his voice at what the ruling was ultimately going to do. Now, Stephen Pearl is from Means. Stephen Pearl is the son of longtime basketball coach Bruce Pearl, who's been at Tennessee, he's been at Auburn. He's a very successful guy. They're not starving for their, their next meal, so if Stephen wants to go from Alabama to Georgia, or hell, even Mississippi of all places, and continue the IVF process, he's going to have the opportunity to do that. But what are the Republicans? It's not, you get bad politics when any one party has a disproportionate advantage over the other. The worst things come out about who we actually are. We're actually better. I'm going to say this as a Republican. You're better, you have better politics and better policies in the state of Georgia because it's a competitive state. It's a competitive place to be because the best ideas come forward and we don't litigate ridiculousness in the court system here. And you see it all the way now. Look at Funny Willis with her current hearings with respect to her relationship with Nathan Wade. Like she made a bunch of unforced errors. And I think that that case is ultimately going to get thrown out or it's going to get turned over to the attorney general, Chris Carr, in this case. That was a fight that she willingly wanted to have. And she is getting kicked in the teeth. Because it was partisan. It was political. That is not who the state of Georgia is. In the same way, I think other more conservative states and liberal states would greatly benefit from having something like independent redistricting. Do I think that Georgia has a majority of votes if you were to take it out of the state legislator's hands and turn it over to some independent auditing process? I do. 
But when you look around at the hyper-partisan places that people continue to run to and the theology that they trot out, it is in the best interest of this country to have two parties that are grounded in reality that make a complete and total ton of sense. You can follow The Ben Burnett Show on Twitter, at Ben Burnett, or X. I still call it Twitter, at The Ben Burnett Show on Instagram. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to get to something that's really hard. We're going to get back to Lake and Riley. We're going to talk about immigration. We're going to talk about that little girl. I mean, young woman. But look, if you've got a daughter, they're always your little girl. This is Extra 106.3, Atlanta's only conservative talk station. We will be right back. Hey, it's Finn, and if you've been listening to 680 for long, you know that I'm a big fan of Audi Atlanta. That's where I got my Audi Q8 e-tron, which I absolutely love. And it's the only dealership I would recommend to my friends and my family. And here's why. For one, Audi Atlanta has a great selection of luxury vehicles. They helped me find the exact SUV I was looking for, and the purchase was super easy. A fully transparent experience catered to me. The same experience they provide all their customers And here's one more reason that makes Audi Atlanta so special. During the month of April, Audi Atlanta will make a donation to Enduring Hearts for every vehicle sold. Thanks to the efforts of Enduring Hearts, children with heart transplants are living longer and healthier lives. Get the Audi you've always wanted while supporting a great cause. To learn more about Enduring Hearts and to view our current specials, visit AudiAtlanta.com to start or complete your entire purchase online. Or shop Audi Atlanta in person like I did on Peachtree Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Together, we have the power to make positive changes that could last a lifetime the winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners so start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only ten dollars each these bonds earn a fixed seven percent apy and there's no fees penalties or minimum balance required and they can be redeemed whenever you like You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. This is the Ben Burnett Show on Extra 106.3. Welcome back to the Ben Burnett Show on Extra 106.3, Atlanta's only conservative talk station. I'm a different flavor on the station I think I'm grounded in a lot of common sense. I know everybody thinks they're grounded in a lot of common sense, but I actually truly believe that I am the one who is grounded in common sense, which makes me exactly the same as everybody else. I'm going to talk about something that's really hard. If you've got little ears in the car, this is probably not for you. Come back in about 10 minutes. That's for free. Moving on, giving you the opportunity. Last week, Around the University of Georgia, there was a young woman named Lakin Riley who went for a run on Thursday morning a week ago. She was laid to rest Friday in Woodstock at Woodstock City Church. She went to River Ridge High School, Metro Atlanta girl, in nursing school, and she was killed on her run by a guy who we have found out is an illegal immigrant who entered this country illegally, which is what that means, and It has become the front and center conversation around immigration in this country. I don't know how else to put it. And and I and it's for all the wrong reasons. And I'm trying to be sensitive to do this. I realize that if you read the internet, it is very sensationalized. And I thought I knew how to make these separate conversations to make them about illegal immigration and about this young woman whose life was taken way too soon. And you can't. Like it's it's sad what i think is really 
great about politics most of the time is that it's policy-driven. I don't give Washington, D.C. a ton of credit, but I think that there are really, really good people who have good intentions and they get caught in the system and then they can't do anything about it. You look at the media coverage over Lake and Riley and her murder by the Venezuelan illegal immigrant, and I will not use his name and I never will, and screw that guy. So we're going to get that all out of the way. He had been in trouble in New York some six to nine months ago where he had committed aggressive misdemeanors and could have potentially been felonies, and really they didn't have the ability to prosecute him because they were that busy, which is an entirely different conversation. And he somehow meanders south. It's so, it's just so unnecessary. It is so unnecessary for the Biden administration to turn a blind eye to it. And I am going to go out of my way to not be like everybody else because the odds that somebody listening to this right now that knows her and knows her family is 100%. And the odds that, you know, when it's Metro Atlanta and it's a young woman, like I, we don't treat everything the same way all the time and we should. I have a daughter who is about to be nine years old. It could have been absolutely anybody. There's 30-something, 40-something thousand kids that go to the University of Georgia. There's another several thousand people who go to adjacent universities. That was the case with Lakin. She was in nursing school. But you should have a fundamental right in this country. Clay Travis was talking earlier this week on uh, the Clay and Buck show, which you can hear noon to three on Extra 106.3. Do you know how many people in this country should be killed by illegal immigrants? Zero. Absolutely nobody in America should be murdered by an illegal immigrant. And the Democrats don't do anything about it. And I really, truly, it, it is beyond me. I've said it. I, I think that they're doing it for the numbers in this case. But this is a loser. I'm going to talk, look, if you're part of the Biden administration, you hear me out. This, this issue is a loser for you in the long term. And this issue isn't a loser because it was a young girl from Metro Atlanta. This issue is a loser because on its face, it is a loser. Donald Trump, I think, did a lot of really great things for America. And I think Donald Trump did a lot of really bad things for America. I disagree with the fact that the Democrats aren't going to do anything. And now they're trying to blame the Republicans. President Biden could seal the border today. He could do it with the National Guard. He could do it with Customs and Immigration. He could do it with border border security, border control. He could do it. He has every right as the leader of the free world to arm the border and seal it off. Prosecute these people, send them back wherever they came from, get them out of here. Get them the hell out of here. There are other things that are at play. The United States has a declining birth rate, which we've talked about a lot. And I don't think that's necessarily healthy for the country either. But we can address that one tomorrow because Lake and Riley of Woodstock is not the last person who is ever going to be killed by an illegal immigrant. And to the people on the left, I think at this point in 2024, you have gotten exactly what you deserve. You wanted to create sanctuary cities to harbor illegal immigrants. Good for you. You got exactly what you wished. Every single sanctuary city in America, in America, America is poorly governed. All of them. They're not grounded with fiscal responsibility. They don't have good policies. They don't do things for the natural citizens of this country by enabling and harboring people who shouldn't be in America 
in the United States, and they're all guilty. And by the way, it's illegal for them to actually do it according to the Constitution of the United States, and the Democrats and the judicial system do not prosecute these these elected leaders and the people who have harbored and created these sanctuary cities. And at this point, you see all of them, especially when you look at the Northeast, their entitlement programs are in abject shambles because people who don't pay taxes and don't necessarily live here are getting a free ride and it is milking the system to a place where it is unsustainable. But that's not the greatest problem. When you take law-abiding citizens, and look, there's plenty of people out there that aren't going to make something racial. If you changed the narrative around and it was that a white man killed an illegal immigrant on the run, the news coverage in this country would be through the absolute roof. And that is everything that is wrong with America. And it would be wrong if a white man killed an illegal immigrant who was a 20-year-old nursing student out for a run. It would be wrong. But you would have MSNBC and CNN and, and the Wall Street Journal and Bloomberg and CNBC out there talking about hate crimes. When you looked, Ari Fleischer put it out earlier this week. When you look at the media coverage over the murder of Lake and Riley of Woodstock, Fox News had covered it tenfold. And I don't like Fox News. I'll be the guy who raises my hand and tells you. I don't really like any of them, but I don't like Fox News. I don't like CNN. I get all my sources from more independently grounded things. But sometimes when you're right, you're right. And that's what I think is ultimately wrong. We've gotten to a place in this country where it's not that we won't do what's right for one another. It's that we'll objectively go out of our way to do the wrong thing as long as it fits the narrative. It's broken. My heart breaks for Lake and Riley because it could easily be my daughter. It, it, it easily could be. There's nothing special and nothing extraordinary about anybody who gets on a loop or a trail and wants to go for a run. You, that is, to me, that is grounded in the theology of an American is that you have a reasonable expectation of safety when you go out there. And this guy clearly had issues. And why he was picked up some six or nine months ago and not prosecuted and not deported by the state of New York is truly inexcusable. Because when you don't prosecute the bad people, more often than not, the bad people that get arrested are previous perpetrators of crime. And in this guy's case, it was violent crime. It, sa- it says a lot. Like, I've, I've been to the University of Georgia 25 times. I know where the intramural fields are. I know where nearly everything on that campus is. If you are a woman, it no doubt in 2024, after the last week plays with your mind, if you're in Alpharetta or Forsyth County or Cherokee County and you've got a lot of amenities, you've got a lot of trail space, I guarantee you most of them, and men, you don't even think about this, I guarantee you most of them have thought before they went out there, I wonder if that could be me. And that's not partisan. If you are on edge right now, you certainly should be. You have that right. But let me tell you this. There are things that should be done immediately. And I think the really tin man hollow gestured arguments that the left has trotted out there this week, well, illegal immigrants commit these violent crimes significantly at a lesser pace than people who are naturalized citizens. 
Give me a freaking break. I don't disagree with that at all. If I were an illegal immigrant who was from the United States going into Canada for some unbeknownst to me, maybe I liked cold weather. I would dot my I's. I would cross my T's. I would think long and hard before turning right on red. I would be a, I would be the best illegal immigrant that you could ever possibly have if I were seeking a way of life. And I still would already be a criminal in their eyes. What in the hell is wrong with people in this country? And guys, look, if you have friends that are in elected office that are on the left, you need to make them explain it because there is no explanation. I know tons of, in North Fulton, I know tons of Biden voters, tons of them. They don't like Donald Trump. They won't vote for him again. I don't know a single one of them that is supportive of the Democrat message and narrative in the stance that they have taken on illegal immigration. It is the number one issue in this country in 2024. And it is something that we have the ability to curtail today. And President Biden isn't going to do anything about it. And he has all sorts of egg on his face in the state of Georgia. But this is the national story in America. And it's heartbreaking because it is entirely unnecessary. So that's really what I wanted to say about that. I wanted to be supportive and I wanted to be respectful of her family and her friends in Woodstock and around the University of Georgia in the greater Athens area. It is heartbreaking. And it could also be any of us that were in the exact same spot. And you know, that's a tough one to get to. There's just no way around it. My name is Ben Burnett. This is my namesake show on Extra 106.3 on the weekends. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I host a podcast Tuesdays, most of the time, I take uh, people who create your perspective. I take names, a lot of them you know, a lot of them you don't. They've done something that you know about. They are somebody who has influence. A lot of times that is people from around Metro Atlanta, but we're getting into election season, and that'll be a little bit more of the state of Georgia. We'll see. I've actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you guys a secret. I'm really trying to get Nikki Haley in the next two weeks, and I think I've got her. So that's going to be for free. We'll see. That'd be a really good interview to have. That would be my second presidential candidate. Had Mike Pence on at the uh, end of last summer, and uh, he's no longer in the race. So I think all of the people who want to support Donald Trump and see him as the Republican nominee owe me a great deal of gratitude for the simple reason that I ran Mike Pence right out of the race. Now, I'm kidding. I actually like Mike Pence a lot. I appreciated what he had to say. I don't throw arrows at people. I don't throw darts at people on the show. I let them tell the story about why they are who they are, you know, Mike Pence talked a great deal when he was on about his radio career and how that was really what prompted him to seek a congressional seat. He was on a dozen stations around the state of Indiana, picked up some notoriety. People liked what he had to say. Rigidly conservative member of Congress. I mean, he made the Bushes look like they were abject liberals. And in 2024, maybe they are abject liberals. Over the course of the last week, senior members of Hamas, yes, the Israelis have not killed them all, met in exile in Doha, Qatar, to talk about the fact that its fighters are getting mauled in an Israeli offensive in the Gaza Strip, and the enemy troops were killing dozens. The enemy troops, and according to this, are the Israelis. That's not how we feel. But they were talking about how they may potentially be able to form a counteroffensive and what Hamas was ultimately going to look like. I'm not necessarily a ceasefire guy. But I think the Israelis are fighting a war that they are never going to ultimately win. Because if the Israelis were to ultimately win, 
I think Hamas and the Arab world ultimately pulls the collective jihad pin out of the grenade, and I think it escalates to a pretty dramatic place beyond what it already is. It's never been like this at any point in my lifetime. And I actually am one of the guys, I, I, I don't think Benjamin Netanyahu is a great actor on behalf of the Israelis. He's not very well liked. Prior to, let me say it this way, prior to October 7th, he was relatively disliked. He did not have, in his favorable, unfavorables, he was not somebody that the Israelis were really happy with. He's, they've gotten happier with him because nothing brings people together like a good war. But he definitely has had issues. I think the Israelis deserve the sovereign right to defend themselves. I don't think they did anything to warrant that attack on October 7th. I think that it has changed the Arab world. And I think day by day it is, it is largely changing more of the world, including right here at home. If you look last week, President Biden, who has had a couple of hollow gestured primaries, I really, both parties have had hollow gestured primaries. Biden looks like he's the guy on the ballot. Trump looks like he's the guy on the ballot. But I noticed something incredibly interesting. Biden has run up the score everywhere he has been so far. South Carolina, all the other primaries he's done. I mean, everybody else is at like 1% or 2%. But in Michigan, he had the opportunity to capture 80% of the vote. And that is not the telling, and that is not the telling statistic. If my name's on the ballot and I get 80% of the vote, I'm clearly happy. That's more or less impossible. And that is exactly what Biden has done. But there was almost 20% of the electorate in the state of Michigan who cast essentially a vote for someone to be named later. What you may or may not know about Michigan is that it has the largest population of Muslims and Arabs in the United States. Dearborn, Michigan, that's where, um, what's her crazy name? That's where Ilhan Omar represents. Look, there are places in Detroit that, or in the suburbs of Detroit that have wanted to implement Sharia law. And the United States is culturally changing. Neil Bortz has talked about this forever, and I really, I, I'm kind of the silent majority guy because it sounds a little bit racial. I don't think the Muslims are great for America. I think when you look at the immigration policies and procedures, I don't know that anything else gets done, but I can tell you this. I don't want to live anywhere near those values, period. Because I ultimately what happens in Gaza, what happens in the West Bank, what happens in Israel, when, when the Muslims in this country don't get their way, They sow division in in ways that we are not used to. Like, I'm plenty friendly with plenty of the folks on the left. I don't think the left knows how to handle the growing Muslim faction within their party because I really don't think they want them. And I, I can get in trouble for this. I really don't think America wants them in general, but America has always been this, bring me your tired and your weary and your whatever. Come here, you can start a great life. Not everybody you can take, as we've talked about in the earlier segment, not everybody that crosses this border is a great actor. Not everybody that enters this country legally is a great actor. And I am, if you look at some of the other parts of the world, and and you can actually, you could go research this. Australia is significantly left of the United States. Like they're, in a lot of ways, they're significantly left of Europe. Did you know that they do not take immigrants from plenty of the countries that have set up shop in Dearborn, Michigan. They don't want them. They want people that speak English. They want people that have mean that have the ability to pass a means test. They want to 
take people that have a an ability to pass a skills test, and that is not what the United States is doing. And when you look at our Ill- illegal immigration problem, which is no doubt a problem, that is a separate and isolated issue. Guys, I don't want people from everywhere. I've had several friends who have gone to Paris in the last couple of years. They have entire, they have 19 neighborhoods in Paris. It's a beautiful city. It is, in my mind, pound for pound, the second or third most beautiful city in the world. Plenty of those neighborhoods now want to be governed by Sharia law. And guys, Western Europe, if you look at London, I mean, that is a city that I don't want a damn thing to do with. They have all sorts of protests. This is one of the things that has really been troubling for the for, for our friends in Israel is that a lot of Western Europe has so many of these people from Muslim countries now that raise such abject hell over the fact that we, we're all kind of Western-valued countries. You came to us. We didn't come to you. These are the values. Because if we don't clamp down on our immigration issues, there is going to be a very fundamental difference in the way that this country looks. And I do think that Donald Trump is the right fit My ultimate prayer is that there are enough Democrats, if the Republicans take the Senate, to sit there and really, truly put a legal immigration plan in place that, yes, may be potentially discriminatory to certain people in certain places from certain parts of the world, but it's the right thing to do for the longevity of this country. When the settlers and the colonials set up the 13 colonies in the United States, we still, by and large, had a pretty similar value system to the British. And, and, and Great Britain has been a pretty successful country for a long time. We had legitimate disagreements with them over what religion, what religion you could practice or how certain people were taxed or the ability for you to actually go do what you ultimately wanted to, wanted to do. But we won that war. But we won that war over people who had fundamental tenets that felt the same way about things. That is largely why that country in Great Britain and England has continued to be friendly with the United States. You can't ever lose sight of who your friends are. And we have to have a collective, I mean, I encourage all of you. I've been, I've, I've been all over Western Europe. It don't feel the same way in 2024 like it felt in 2004. And that is for a lot of really, really damaging reasons. I don't want to live there. I don't think you want to live there. I Look, I, you can call me any of the ists that you ever want to call me. I am willing to call balls and strikes. I think one of the things, in spite of plenty of the things that I disagree with President Trump about, sometimes when you govern in populism, you're not necessarily always right, but you're not necessarily always wrong either. And I am willing to bet that 65% of the people in this country want to clamp down on, a, on our naturalized immigration policies and procedures. We have to. I, you look at the places like you compare Australia to England right now. There's no doubt that I would rather live in Australia. None. You look at who governs the city of London. I don't want anything to do with that place. The biggest, it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest city in all of Europe. And guys, they have all sorts of protests at all hours of the day with the Muslims fighting like cats and dogs, protesting what the parliament wants to do and how they want to fund the Israelis. And if you don't think it's coming here, it is coming here. And this may be one of the things that ultimately gets me in trouble and keeps me off a ballot forever, but I'm willing to bet that this is one of those Donald Trump silent majority things where I am right. I'm really right. And so for all the mild mannered folks out there, you talk about money, you talk about the economy, you talk about immigration from the Republican platform. I'm the most conservative person that you will ever find. I think the United States deserves 
to be wildly discriminatory with everything because we are the leaders of the free world. Speaking of things that are free, if you will follow me, send me a DM at Ben Burnett on Twitter, at the Ben Burnett Show on Instagram, Ben Burnett on Facebook. Hell, I, if you even want to send me something on LinkedIn, I ain't hard to find. I've got five panel trucker hats. Plenty of you have been around for the Yetis. Plenty of you have been around for the Peach State Pride hooded sweatshirts. But now I've got five panel trucker hats, Peach State Pride, a proud Georgia brand. They will mail them to you. If you will DM me, here's how it works. I put you on a list. I'm not going to mail you a bunch of stuff or propaganda or anything like that. When the hats come in, we mail them out. We did hundreds of performance hoodies. I actually have seen a handful of them out in the wild. I love when people send me pictures. All we ask is that you tag us on Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, or wherever. Tell everybody that there still are really good people out there that do things for you without asking for anything in return. My name is Ben Burnett. This is Extra 106.3 Atlanta's only conservative talk station. We will be right back. Hey, it's Finn, and if you've been listening to 680 for long, you know that I'm a big fan of Audi Atlanta. That's where I got my Audi Q8 e-tron, which I absolutely love. And it's the only dealership I would recommend to my friends and my family. And here's why. For one, Audi Atlanta has a great selection of luxury vehicles. They helped me find the exact SUV I was looking for, and the purchase was super easy. A fully transparent experience catered to me. The same experience they provide all their customers And here's one more reason that makes Audi Atlanta so special. During the month of April, Audi Atlanta will make a donation to Enduring Hearts for every vehicle sold. Thanks to the efforts of Enduring Hearts, children with heart transplants are living longer and healthier lives. Get the Audi you've always wanted while supporting a great cause. To learn more about Enduring Hearts and to view our current specials, visit AudiAtlanta.com to start or complete your entire purchase online. Or shop Audi Atlanta in person like I did on Peachtree Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Together, we have the power to make positive changes that could last a lifetime the winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners so start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only ten dollars each these bonds earn a fixed seven percent apy and there's no fees penalties or minimum balance required and they can be redeemed whenever you like You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. This is the Ben Burnett Show on Extra 106.3. Welcome back to the Ben Burnett Show on Extra 106.3, Atlanta's only conservative talk station. We teased it at the end of the last segment about why the Senate... Georgia State Senate bill that seeks to cap property tax assessments ultimately sounds like an awesome political victory. It is also grounded in absolutely no theology. I'm going to break this down for you in a way that I intimately understand. Several years ago, uh, gosh, probably now going on a decade, Senator John Albers represents part of Alpharetta, a little bit of Cherokee County, a lot of Roswell put a bill in place to punish the Fulton County property tax assessors. And to be completely honest, they deserved it. Fulton County for years couldn't get their hands around assessments. As you have seen, and as we point out every single week, Fulton County can't prosecute a president. Fulton County can't locate a water line or a sewer line. They're not good at a lot. And so the General Assembly at that point in time, I'd say 2017, Put a cap on assessments if you had owned your home at a certain date in the sand, a certain line in the sand that your 
property taxes were going to be capped at 3% or, or CPI. That's the consumer price index. That means that if my house was worth $100,000 or assessed at $100,000, the max moving forward that it could be assessed for in the, in the subsequent year was $103,000. And while that sounds great for your property taxes, it has ultimately presented a larger conversation and a big problem. My house in the city of Alpharetta is probably worth three quarters of a million dollars. It might even be worth a little bit more than that. When I bought my house in 2011, it was worth $215,000. I know that because that's what I paid for it. And the assessment was some 40% of that value, and it has gradually increased since. When I looked at my assessments for 2023, the last time I paid property taxes, it was assessed at roughly $340,000. That's what I paid against my millage rate. That's what I pay Fulton County. And they have a cap on their assessments. They literally, until I sell my house and someone else comes to buy it, it will not be reassessed. There are a couple of things about why this is problematic, and you're probably starting to put this together for yourself. What has happened subsequent to 2020? Everything costs more money. And at certain points in the last couple of years, everything has cost a lot more than 3% year over year. Now, we like to say as Republicans that we back the blue. Well, guess what the blue doesn't do? They don't work for free. And in, in the wake of George Floyd and in the wake of racial unrest and, pro, and police protests, those salaries have escalated pretty tremendously. Every single time I had the opportunity to vote for a pay raise, I voted in favor of it. I thought it was the right thing to do. But when you take a dollar out of a municipality or a county's general fund, it's fixed. And you have to cut something else. And the pie only grows at 3% a year. So hear me. If you give somebody a 10 or a 15% pay raise because the market dictates what they are ultimately going to be compensated worth, and your overall assessment is capped at 3%, Your local governments only have so many options available to them. And that means that they are going to increase the millage rate. What the Georgia General Assembly is doing in the 2024 cycle is trying to take a statewide mandate and pass a law that says you can only increase your property, your assessments, 3% year over year. And while that sounds like an awesome political win, and while that sounds like mail that you will see in the coming election cycle, that we we cut taxes, we mitigated risk, we minimized what your evil local government could do, plenty of people don't look at that conversation the same way, never more so than in local government. What you probably don't often think about is that the largest number of elected officials that represent that represent this country are found at home, your school board members, your county commissioners, your city council members. And I venture to guess that 80% of them do their level best with every single dollar that they are allocated to. So if I've told you that my property was worth $100,000 or assessed at $100,000 in 2011, and in 2012 it was assessed at $103,000 by state law, then you're starting to put all the pieces together. Nothing costs the same as it did yesterday. 
And there are plenty of municipalities and counties of means in my listening base. Cherokee County, super nice place to live. North Fulton, really nice place to live. Did you know the entire time that I sat on the city council in Alpharetta, our millage rate was 5.75. We never once rolled the millage rate back. Not one single time. Do you know why? Because nothing costs the same year over year. And while you get the mail and you look at it, and you're like, well, that guy cut property taxes. Good for him. I'll vote for him. Do you know how many emails or phone calls I ever received in my entire tenure of elected office asking us to reduce the millage rate? Zero. Do you know why? If you come to Alpharetta, Georgia, it is paved in solid gold. People move here for a reason. They love the schools. They love the quality of life. They like the trails. They like the parks. And by the way, that municipality is rigidly conservatively governed. I have tremendous differences with probably the 10 people that I served with in elected office. But we fought over rich people problems. We fought over the kind of direction and the quality of life that we ultimately wanted to see. If any of the 10 of us that I had ever served with, and some came and some went, and I came and I went, sat on the city council in Baltimore or on the south side of Chicago, do you know how often we would disagree with one another? Absolutely never. So while Burt Jones, who I like and have supported and written a check to, is going to cap the assessments statewide, it doesn't ultimately solve a problem. It only makes someone else the bad guy. That's what I want you to know. And by the way, if you don't like the values of your community, you have every single right as an American to pack up your stuff and move somewhere else that better represents the qualities and the values that you want to see demonstrated anywhere in the state of Georgia or anywhere else in the country. One of the fundamental tenets of the Republican Party in the state of Georgia is local control. And what that means is that the people who govern closest to the people should have the greatest say over the ordinances and practices that they put in place from a policies and procedures standpoint to best represent you. That is one of the most central tenets of all conservative politics. So you can yell at me because I never reduced a millage rate. Absolutely no one cares. Do you know why? Because we paved sidewalks and we built parks and we staffed our police departments. And if you call 911 in the city of Alpharetta and you have an emergency, you have a police officer outside your house in four minutes. And nothing that we do in this country is free. And while I understand the politics, I entirely disagree with the premise of where the Republican Party is running to by scapegoating your local governments. You can catch the Ben Burnett Show on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays, I do long-form interviews. Coming up this week, I've got Southside Steve, longtime fixture at 96 Rock, Rock 100. That guy has been around the block. He tells awesome stories. You're going to really enjoy listening to the people who create your perspective. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ben Burnett. You can follow me on Instagram, at the Ben Burnett Show. I appreciate all of you. I hope you have a great balance of the weekend. This is Extra 106.3, Atlanta's only conservative talk station. Make it a good one. 
Hey, it's Finn, and if you've been listening to 680 for long, you know that I'm a big fan of Audi Atlanta. That's where I got my Audi Q8 e-tron, which I absolutely love. And it's the only dealership I would recommend to my friends and my family. And here's why. For one, Audi Atlanta has a great selection of luxury vehicles. They helped me find the exact SUV I was looking for, and the purchase was super easy. A fully transparent experience catered to me. The same experience they provide all their customers And here's one more reason that makes Audi Atlanta so special. During the month of April, Audi Atlanta will make a donation to Enduring Hearts for every vehicle sold. Thanks to the efforts of Enduring Hearts, children with heart transplants are living longer and healthier lives. Get the Audi you've always wanted while supporting a great cause. To learn more about Enduring Hearts and to view our current specials, visit AudiAtlanta.com to start or complete your entire purchase online. Or shop Audi Atlanta in person like I did on Peachtree Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Together, we have the power to make positive changes that could last a lifetime the winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners so start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only ten dollars each these bonds earn a fixed seven percent apy and there's no fees penalties or minimum balance required and they can be redeemed whenever you like You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. 